millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Good morning. It's 830. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, state officials react to the burning and vandalism of a black church in Greenville. I don't want anybody to be intimidated uh, so that they are fearful to go and vote. But more importantly, that's a house of worship. Why would somebody do that to a house of worship? Then, groundbreaking on a new $1.5 billion tire plant in Hines County. Later, a new March of Dimes study shows the number of premature births in Mississippi has increased. We'll talk to the state health officer. And looking at the race for state Supreme Court in the Southern District. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Authorities are continuing to investigate the arson and vandalism of Hopewell Missionary Baptist Church in Greenville, where the words Vote Trump were spray-painted on the exterior of the church. Democratic Congressman Benny Thompson represents the 2nd Congressional District, where the church is located. He tells MPB's Paul Boger, crimes like this are shocking, particularly when a church is attacked. Well, I think it's, it's what you hear from some of the candidates that potentially could drive somebody to do that. Uh, I'm more concerned about the health and safety of the people who live in that area. Uh, I don't want anybody to be intimidated uh, so that they are fearful to go and vote. But more importantly, that's a house of worship. Why would somebody uh, do that to a house of worship? Uh, If there are some disagreements, you know, in America, uh, we just sell a lot of differences for the most part, at the ballot box. So if you're promoting a particular candidate, your job is to get as many people uh, on your side to vote for that person. I don't think becoming an arsonist for a a church is the way to go. So uh, I've talked to the mayor. I've talked to the sheriff there uh, in Washington County. Uh, They both are very concerned. They see it as a hate crime. But what they really want to do is to encourage people to continue to to uh, uh, be encouraged that uh, all the investigative tools that are available are being utilized to try to identify the arsonists. But under no circumstances should be people be fearful uh, that something like that can happen to their property if they go and vote. So uh, we are more than uh, excited about Uh, the opportunity uh, for Tuesday to come. And I think it might have a reverse impact on that community. I think people will go just to show uh, uh, whoever did the the burning that 
you didn't scare me. I'm still going to vote, and I'm going to take someone with me. Do you, would you characterize it at this point as a hate crime? Well, I can only do what the mayor and the sheriffs have indicated, and in both instances, uh, at this point, uh, they've called it a hate crime. Uh, there are some federal investigations uh, approaching that, too. And, uh, you know, I'll leave it up to people who do this for a living. But if you say it, uh, my feelings about someone born in the house of worship like that, uh, I'd say that uh, I don't know too many penalties uh, that I would be resistant to them uh, having to deal with. So uh, if we catch them, let's prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. MPB's Paul Boger with 2nd District Congressman Benny Thompson on the burning of a black church in Greenville earlier this week. Authorities are still investigating the attack. Up next, groundbreaking on a new $1.45 billion tire plant in Hines County. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Hey, y'all, it's Felder Rushing. I'm the Gestalt Gardener, and I am so pleased to join y'all every week talking about gardening. You know, you don't have to be anybody or join anything to be part of this party. All we're going to do is talk about gardening and garden-related stuff and maybe a little psychology working in at the same time. Let's have a lot of fun on the Gestalt Gardener. This morning at 9 on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Coming up this week on MPB's At Issue, who will be the next president of the United States? Hillary Clinton? I will do everything that I can to make sure that you have good jobs with rising incomes. Or Donald Trump. We are going to make America strong again, and we are going to make America great again, and it has to start now. The race for the White House is in its final lap. Republican Austin Barber and Democrat Brandon Jones break down the candidates on At Issue this Friday at 7.30 p.m. on MPB-TV. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Construction is underway on the new $1.45 billion Continental Tire Plant in western Hines County. State leaders joined officials from Continental Tire to officially break ground on a new manufacturing facility yesterday morning. When the plant becomes fully operational, it is expected to bring about 2,500 jobs to the area. Governor Phil Bryant tells the crowd at the great groundbreaking the plant will help lift Mississippi's economy. Also speaking is Nikolai Setzer, who leads worldwide development for the German Tire Company. I think, as y'all can tell, we're excited about today. Um, this is as big a day economic, uh, as an economic development project goes that Hines County has ever had. Huge day for central Mississippi. Uh, I want to thank Nico uh, and his team at Continental. They have been a pleasure to work with. Um, big projects are not for the faint of heart. They don't happen overnight. Uh, they take incentives. They take um, uh, a dedication from the company, making over a billion-dollar investment here. Uh, and uh, Continental has certainly uh, made a decision to make Clinton, Mississippi, uh, an anchor uh, for this worldwide industry of theirs, and we're proud to be a part of it. Nico, thank you. Thank you, Governor, for us. It's uh, as well a very exciting day. It's a great day for Mississippi. It's a great day for Continental. The biggest invest project Continental ever did. The in, biggest in 145 <laughs> years history. 
1.4 billion, 2,500 employees, which we will hire over time here in Mississippi. It's thrilling time, and uh, thanks to the governor, strong commitment, and the state, Heinz County, as well as the city of Clinton, did everything in supporting us to take this very important decision, which is really based on having great people to work in our plant, which we saw in Mississippi, we believe, and the people here. Great praise of infrastructure and location, and as said, the local authorities, the government, they did everything in order to support us in order to take this very important decision. If you look at 2,500 people just now, the hotels in Clinton, I think there's about 400 people staying in the hotels that are working on this site. Uh, but not only the construction, which will take three years, as you just heard, what's amazing to me is this is the largest project Continental has taken on globally. Um, we have to just try to get our mind around how big that is and how many jobs will be here in the next three years during construction, but the 2,500 jobs that will uh, be permanent here and more uh, could follow. So uh, 2,500 people have excellent jobs, um, a good opportunity to live the American dream. They'll be buying more automobiles, more houses. The multiplier effect will have a dramatic change on the city of Jackson, city of Clinton and Bolton. Uh, that's the important part is what this plant will do to help lift this entire economy uh, here in central Mississippi and West Hines County. Governor Phil Bryant and Nikolai Setzer of Continental Tire at the groundbreaking for the company's new manufacturing plant in Hines County. Some questions have been raised about some of the work of prepping the plant site going to a Georgia company, even though Mississippi companies bid on the job. Representative Benny Thompson tells MPB's Paul Boger the new manufacturing plant will help many Mississippians looking for work. He also says Mississippi companies should get the benefit of Continental's presence in the state. Well, it's a game changer for this part of Western Hines County, uh, both from the standpoint of economic investment, uh, a number of people will be eventually, uh, I'm sure, relocating to the area. Uh, it will mean, uh, from an economic uh, standpoint, more housing, uh, uh, other people coming to the area. And what I'm promoting is to make sure that the businesses in this area get an opportunity uh, to benefit. So uh, I will continue to encourage uh, the utilization of local businesses. Now that doesn't mean you sacrifice quality. Uh, doesn't mean you really pay a higher price. It's just that you, you have to look for it. And uh, some of our businesses are uh, probably not as familiar with how big projects can go, but I'm convinced that if they're given an opportunity, they will do a good job. So uh, I'm that passionate advocate uh, in support of this profit project. Uh, I've never voted against an economic uh, development incentive uh, since I've been in Congress. Uh, but to that extent, I want the local community that facilities like this are located in to get the maximum amount of benefit. Do you think at this point that Continental has shown that they're willing to work with the local contractors and local uh, businesses to, to establish this plant and, and, and move forward? Well, there's been a lot of discussion. Uh, I was disappointed that the first substantial contract went to a Georgia company. Uh, I would look forward uh, in the future uh, for an effort to be placed to get Mississippi companies uh, to be the prime on whatever the, the, the work is. So uh, we're going to move in that direction. Uh, it's a great day uh, for our state. It's a great day 
for Western Hines County and the citizens who live here. I just want it to be even greater. MPB's Paul Boger with Congressman Benny Thompson on the groundbreaking of Continental Tire's new manufacturing plant in Hines County. Up next, a new March of Dimes study shows the number of premature births in Mississippi has increased. We'll talk to the state health officer. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jeremy Hobson. The future is bright thanks to teenage scientists like one who invented the Vax Wagon. The Vax Wagon is a human power refrigerator that runs on no ice and no electricity that can be used to store and transport temperature sensitive medication and vaccines. That's next time on Here and Now. Today at noon on MPB Think Radio. It's been an unpredictable election year, but one thing is certain. On November 8th, the votes will be counted. Join us for the results, reaction, and analysis on the big night and the morning after. Tuesday at 7 on MPB Think Radio. Hey, y'all, it's Felder Rushing. I'm the Gestalt Gardener, and I am so pleased to join y'all every week talking about gardening. You know, you don't have to be anybody or join anything to be part of this party. All we're going to do is talk about gardening and garden-related stuff and maybe a little psychology working in at the same time. Let's have a lot of fun on the Gestalt Gardener. This morning at 9 on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. The number of premature births increased slightly in Mississippi in 2015, according to the 2016 March of Dimes Premature Birth Report Card. The state received an F grade on the annual report. Premature birth rates among African-American mothers in the state are much higher than the rest of the population. We spoke with Dr. Mary Currier, state health officer, about the report and about what can be done to reverse the trend. She says Mississippi historically has a large number of preterm births. They're just looking at the statistics. They're looking at preterm births and disparities between races. Okay, give us the bad news. Well, we got an F. But, you know, we've always had the highest preterm birth rate in the country. It's not something that's new to us. We've been working on it for a while. This is the first year in a while we've had an increase from 12.9% to 13%. But we've done really well in decreasing it over the last several years. From 2009 to 2014, we had uh, more than 11% decrease in our preterm births. Well, that's great. How is how have you accomplished that, even though this year it's up? Yeah, it went up a, a little bit this year, which is not a good thing. But overall, we are improving. Um, things you can do about preterm birth, one of the things that increases the risk of preterm birth is smoking. So making sure that women don't smoke while they're pregnant. Another thing is the interval between pregnancies. So if you can make sure that women have at least 18 months between delivering a baby and getting pregnant again, that decreases the risk of premature birth. Has that number changed or has Uh, it always been 18 months? um, Well, people have said two years in the past, but what they were talking about is between deliveries. So um, it has changed a little bit, but it's basically higher risk if you're pregnant with less than 18 months between the pregnancies. That just helps make it clearer instead of talking about from delivery to delivery. What about prenatal care? Does that make a difference? 
prenatal care is very important because that allows you to be screened for particular risks for pregnancy, problems that you might have during the pregnancy and cared for. So prenatal care is very important. You know, looking at this report, I saw that the average among African-American women compared to white women or other minorities is startling, the difference. Yes, the difference between white preterm birth rates and African-American preterm birth rates um, are bad. What they've said in this report is that African-Americans in Mississippi have a rate that's about 44% higher than whites. In the United States as a whole, that's true. Uh, actually, in the U.S. report card, it's 48% difference between white and African-American births or preterm births. So that's a problem that, as a country, we need to deal with. Unfortunately, our preterm birth rates are not particularly good in either race. So we need to work hard to overall decrease the rates of prematurity and to um, especially decrease the rates and the difference between whites and blacks. Why is there the disparity? Why are so many black women having preterm babies? We don't have that really pinned down particularly well. However, two of the things that really affect health more than anything else are poverty and education, If you're educated, you're less likely to be in poverty and you're more likely to be healthy. And uh, that is true with pregnant women and infants as well. And yet there are other minorities, Latino, for instance, that have a better rate of preterm babies than, than white people. And I don't have the answer to that either. I do know that our rates of Hispanic deliveries in Mississippi are pretty low, So there's uh, a wide range of what may be absolutely accurate in that group, if that makes any sense to you. And going back now to to what the Department of Health is doing, um, you said advocating to quit smoking, leading a healthier lifestyle, prenatal care. What else? I mean, how do you advocate for for the women who are hard to reach because of living in rural areas or or having that lack of education? How do you educate them on this? We do have a program called Perinatal High-Risk Management where a nutritionist and a nurse and a social worker work with a mom to make sure that they make it to their doctor visits and to make sure that they're connected to all the services that they can be and to make sure that they understand what a healthy lifestyle is both during pregnancy and after the baby is born. For example, they make sure that the baby is put in a crib, on their back, alone, in a smoke-free environment to prevent SIDS. But we're also and have been working with hospitals to prevent early elective deliveries. You know, for a long time we had a lot of women who were delivering a few weeks early just out of convenience, thinking that there was no risk to that, but even a couple weeks early is a risk for the baby. So hospitals across the state have gotten on board with that, and insurance companies have gotten on board with that, and we've gone from having 22% early elective deliveries to having around 4% early elective deliveries. We've been talking about the 2016 Premature Birth Report Card with State Health Officer Dr. Mary Courier. Thank you, Dr. Courier. Absolutely. Thank you. Up next, looking at the race for state Supreme Court in the Southern District. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. You know, this has been an unpredictable election year, but one thing is certain. On November 8th, votes will finally be counted. Join us for results, reaction, and analysis on the big night and the morning after. 
Tuesday at 7 on MPB Think Radio. For more than a year, the election has consumed the nation. I am officially running. We're president of the United States. We're going to build the wall. Women's rights are human rights. And we will human make rights. America together. The process is rigged. Trump's hate. On November 8th, the votes will finally be counted. NPR will have live round-the-clock coverage. Join us for the results, reaction, and analysis on the big night. Tuesday at 7 on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Next Tuesday, of course, Election Day. In addition to voting for president, Mississippians will have a chance to cast votes for the state's four congressional seats and state Supreme Court. We've talked to candidates in the Northern District and Central District races for Supreme Court. Today, we move to the Southern District, where Dawn Beam is the incumbent. My name is Dawn Beam. I was appointed by the governor in um, December of last year to the Supreme Court. I took office in February. I have um, all my life wanted to make a difference in the world, and um, I went to law school. I um, never dreamed of, of making it to this point, but all along the way, I've been able to touch people and make a difference, and um, it's just so rewarding to take folks that have a difficult situation and then help put order to that and to see them later. Um, and and know that I had just a little bit of a role in in helping them get their lives back together, and so I treasure the the clients that I've I've had in the past. I um, say that um, the best job I ever had was practicing law every day because I I truly loved that. But I feel like that um, our judiciary is dependent, our court system is dependent upon people being willing to step out and to serve. And so I first ran for. A county attorney that was a prosecutor in youth court and justice court and that was lots of fun because that's lots of contact with people um, then I later ran for chancery judge in the 10th chancery district which is Forest Lamar Marion Perry and Pearl River County I feel like I did a lot of good and and um, enjoyed working with the folks there the negative is the further you get away from representing clients and uh, being a judge um, you don't get that same personal contact that's just a trade-off. Why do you think the state Supreme Court is important to your average Mississippian? Why should they care? The Supreme Court is the court of last resort. That's, um, you know, there is not a perfect judge. I wasn't a perfect trial judge. I prayed every day to make the right decision. But, you know, lives are so important and it's so important that everybody have their day in court. So we need a, a process where we hold judges as um, well as lawyers accountable and that we make sure that the law was followed. And so that's why the appellate court is important. But the Supreme Court um, addresses um, two things. Um, one is um, the Supreme Court um, addresses issues that not just affect that person that we're looking at, but we have to look at the ripple effect of how the law with the Supreme Court, that's what those court judges uh, trial judges look at every day. And so it's so important that we look beyond just the folks in that case and make sure that we're doing something that is very clear to trial judges so they'll understand what Mississippi law is. Um, also, um, the it is is terribly important um, because we don't want 
um, anyone to go to jail that is not guilt uh, is not guilty, and so certainly the appellate uh, court gives assurance to folks that we have a process of review to make sure the right thing is done. Justice Don Beam has been on the Supreme Court since February in District 2, which is the southern region of the state. Justice Beam, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. We reached out to Michael T. Sharif, the other candidate in the race for state Supreme Court in the Southern District, but did not hear back. Coming up after Mississippi edition, it's Gestalt Gardner. Next stop, Mississippi and Southern Remedy. And remember, if you want to catch the show outside the broadcast, just search for Mississippi edition in your favorite podcasting app and listen whenever you like. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again Monday morning at 830 for the next Mississippi edition. It's only on MPB Think Radio. for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org.